To all the wanderers, wanderers, free thinkers, and throwaway kids, welcome to the dumpster fire. Let's Let's get get dumpster dumpster diving. We are live again. Justin. Hello. How's things going? It's going. The Vikings here. I am, I am. And Money Penny. Hello, everyone. Yes, that will round out our guest list for the day. So... Just, I wanted to change the intro up a little, just do something new today, kind of talk about what we're actually going to do first. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive into uh, outliers. And by outliers, we mean people that are on the outskirts of society. They, they either live differently, they're, they're eccentric, or they, you know, they are highly intelligent. Uh, Einstein would be an example, uh, probably a prime example of this. But we got a couple more of them we're going to come up with today, and uh, we've had a brief discussion and a little uh, research on this. I think it's really interesting. So, Also today, nothing brand new, nothing groundbreaking, but I did get a very neat mid-shelf whiskey that actually, uh, the Viking asked me, where on earth I found this at? <laughs> and it was found in Ohio at a Kroger. Uh, we are all battling losing our voices a bit, so we're going to do our best. But This is a Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. Now, your standard Woodford Reserve is not considered a wheat whiskey because it's got a different balance of grains. This is 52% wheat, 20% malted barley, 20% corn, 8% rye. And since it breaks the 50% barrier on the wheat, it's considered a wheat whiskey. So, label batch 0150, that means nothing to anyone. It's 45.2% alcohol, so it's 90 proof. And uh, yeah, it, it looks identical to the standard Woodford. I actually didn't know it was different until I read the very fine print under Woodford Reserve and saw, hey. Yeah, I wouldn't know any difference if you hadn't said anything. Yeah, so I'm a... We'll see what the taste is like. Okay, that's a... hmm, That smells like a Maker's Mark. Now, are you guys normally fans of Woodford? I Yeah, I love regular Woodford. Okay. Have you been down to their distillery? <clears throat> no, no, no. It's like one of the most idyllic looking places. It's some lovely old stone buildings just in a little valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if it. yeah, if you want to like taste some bourbon, just like go there. It's probably Definitely the prettiest has a different stop. smell than Woodford. It does. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Cheers. Ooh, that's sharp. Oh, sharp on is. the uptake, and then it rolls off really well. That sharpness is holding, though. Yeah. It, I can taste the caramel in the background, but it's just a <coughs> background, and normally Woodford's got a lot of that caramelized yeah. that mm-hmm. flavor. So, the, yeah, this, this mix makes it quite a bit sharper on the front, especially. Uh, this seems like it would lend itself to some really high-end... Uh, Mixed drinks, yeah, uh, but not as good as regular Woodford. I don't think for just sipping bourbon. Right, it's it's a little. Uh, it does have a little more of a, a bite. A bite. The profile's different. It'd be probably fantastic in an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Balance it out with some bitters. Yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, uh, simple syrup in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Anyway, guys, uh, it's quite strong. I can feel that already. <laughs> yeah. It sticks in the back of the throat a little bit. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Might help clear the sciences. I up. can feel all 90 of its proof. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have any proof, only circumstantial evidence. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, I wanted to talk about that meme. I believe you shared it where, you know, uh, octopuses can 
mimic nearly anything, and it's only so long before one of them crawls out of the ocean, dressed up as yeah, with a mustache. Yes, like I would like a drink, sir. (laughs) Be cool, bro. Yeah, (laughs) just play along, human, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Don't offend them. We've already caused enough drama. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. So uh, COVID, Omicron, whatever. Decepticon, yeah. whatever they call that. <laughs> yeah. It's going around. Man, that's going around. Yeah. But, but everybody I know that's getting it's kind of recovering a week or two. So that's, and it's that's all, good news. I mean, it's back to uh, the scientists mm-hmm. I was reading about at the very beginning of this said that it's, it is what it is because it's been screwed with by man. And in nature, yeah. it does not have the capabilities to withstand that kind of intensity. And that left in nature, it'll eventually revert back to what it was before, which was the common cold. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah, is the nice. first stage of back to the common cold. Uh, the Omicron er, is all upper respiratory. Yeah. Uh, sinuses, upper respiratory. It's got a, uh, the old, the first two major variants, Delta and the original, had, I think, a, a contraction rate of four to six yeah. people per infected person. And this one has in the low 20s. Which, Which is, is huge, about yeah. the about the rate of uh, of what rhinovirus or, or yeah. one of those, and it's got. I think it's, they said it has five spike proteins instead of what, standard two or three, so it's just that much more contagious. It yeah, to grab uh, hold. But the more yeah. spike proteins, from what I was reading, makes it way more contagious, but way more volatile, so it's easier for the body to to defeat. And that would seem like what we're oh. seeing, but my gosh, I still have my sinuses are killing me. Oh. And I, I did not get diagnosed with it because you couldn't get a test for four days. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's kind of silly. And I would re- it was recovered by the third or fourth. So, you know, there's not much you can do at that point. Uh, it, it, I know that a bunch of people that I work with have actually come down. A couple of them got really sick. And every, a lot of people that are getting the test are showing up. A lot of people are coming up, they can't get tests scheduled, so they're doing the instant test, and those have actually been really helpful. I think it'd be, that's a very smart thing they should do in the future. And so I was real skeptical about all this stuff when it first started out, but I was actually happy that the mRNA stuff was finally taken off because I said, hey, we're going to get uh, treatments now. We're going to get vaccines for stuff that we could never have vaccines for before with this technology. And nothing really happened. It's all COVID, 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 COVID. That's the moneymaker. That's right. what everybody's obsessed with right now. It's the biggest, it, it was the biggest free advertising campaign ever. Yeah. But I just read today that uh, I think it's Moderna now has the clinical trial for an HIV vaccine going. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain if this is mRNA or not. I need to look into it, but it sure seems like what I was hoping. And I would be fine with that on the if forefront. we had long-term clinical trials showing long-term results. It's not, I'm not against the mRNA. It's the fact mm-hmm. that we, it's all experimental yep. and shoved onto us instantaneously yep. without any kind of real trials. Moneypenny has pointed out that it absolutely is mRNA technology okay. that they're using for this. And that, that is absolutely fine mm-hmm. and wonderful if we give it the 10 to 12 years it needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been running for a while, too. Just... Uh, Probably starting to make it to the forefront. So. But anyway, guys, the, on Outliers, I specifically picked a couple of people. Uh, the most well-known that I picked, which I've talked about him many times before, is Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Now, Theodore Roosevelt was a wild guy. He, he really was. Uh, he, of course, everyone knows him as the president. Uh, he was vice president as well. But he also, he just did all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, he had a... His persona was that 
you know, he was this big cowboy, like forefront adventure and stuff. And he really did this. He would go to the, the Congo and like you go up and down the river and the Amazon River and Africa things. many times. Yes, that was big back then. If you yeah. were like an explorer, uh, he had asthma when he was younger. Yeah, and he was a sickly child. Yes, he was. Yeah. He, so he had a, a, asthma and he recovered from that. Big, tough man, too. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, just, he's a really interesting guy. And he's one of the, I was talking to Money Penny the other night, and uh, what I was saying was, it's really interesting that I don't ever think we'll be able to have another president like him. Because he's one of those presidents that came in and was like, I don't really give a crap what's going on. We're going to do things this way now. Mm-hmm. And he meant it. Like, a lot of the stuff was easier to get through. I mean, he was the square deal guy. You know, he, he was... He pissed off both sides. Uh, yeah. Royally. Yeah. The uh, square deal is was very uh, progressive for its time. Yeah. And he was technically a Republican or a bull moose party, obviously. For those that don't know about that, he is still to this day has the most successful independent run of any president. Yeah. Ross Perot did okay. He pulled decent numbers. Uh, when you actually go back and watch Ross Perot talk versus Clinton and Bush, it is profound yeah. how much on a different level he was. Yeah. yeah. But he had like a squeaky voice and just, mm-hmm. you know. It's easy to make fun of. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's a terrible yeah. thing about, yeah, about this. It's yeah. a popularity he contest. Was, he was, a, I mean, a, a genius. Yes. Yeah. Ross was a financial genius yeah. and he, he put his neck out there and ran for president. And a couple of the people I have on my list also were, uh, were people that ran for president and weren't as successful, but we'll get into them. Uh, yeah, he actually, it's its sad. Uh, it was 1912, and uh, when he split the party for the Bull Moose Party, that put Woodrow Wilson in office. Yeah. yeah. Woodrow Wilson is also an outlier for a complete different reason. Oh, he was man. a monster. Yeah. yeah. He was a Klansman openly. He was very racist. Uh, he is the one that got us in the Federal Reserve. Yes. Yeah. And he just was, I mean, I don't know... Anyone that has a lot of positive about Woodrow, uh, I mean, yeah. he the country was in a good spot, so I'm sure it looked good yeah. when he was running it. But well, that's I mean, the, the presidents <clears throat> that are riding the coattails of great presidents always look good at first. Yeah, uh, but usually by the end, if they have any kind of tenure, usually yes. by the end, it's really coming out to see what they really are. But yeah, and you know, <sighs> it's interesting too that he died in 19. 19- 20 or 1919 uh so there was only six years after he'd made that run that he passed away so that tells you i think he had contracted malaria they think on one of the congo trips because his health really fell apart but he never stopped being himself and he never stopped being forward and actually trying i mean he the guy worked himself to his grave pretty much trying to keep the country on the right track so he was so disillusioned with how his predecessor had run the country that he that's what caused him to form the bull almost party party split Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. he tried to wrestle the nomination away but it didn't work he is considered this is a fact in polls historians and political scientists he's one of the five best presidents in history Uh, he would be number one for me if i had to poll yeah Yeah. he was he was Uh, one of the last like complete a lot of the stuff he did was uh very middle of the road he was into art he was into a lot of stuff that people don't think about yeah he He was was, he was a boxer yes he was and continued to box even uh, against orders while he was president (laughs) yes he did Uh, during his tenure of presidency he was in a boxing match and got his uh eye socket broken and he was uh from that boxing match on he was blind in that eye for the rest of his life 
Yeah. He was uh, also a speed reader. He was. He That's wrote 35 books. Yeah, he, yeah. he wrote a book on speed reading, and I've read it. It did not make me any faster. I'll <laughs> <laughs> speed you up, huh? Uh, but he uh, survived a gunshot during a speech. and yeah. That's where the bull moose came from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll take more than one bullet to stop this whole bull moose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just a fascinating guy. Yeah. So. Uh, and the, the the teddy bear came from him. Yeah. I know it Which seems like everybody him. I've talked to knows this story and how me, as someone who's hunted since the age of six, <laughs> did not know this story <laughs> until I was in my 30s. I don't know. But uh, for any of our listeners that have never heard the story, the reason why we call teddy bears teddy bears is because uh, in a, on a bear hunt in Mississippi... Um, he was being guided by some locals down there and having a horrible time. They didn't find anything. Uh, he, he was down there for like two weeks, I believe it was, and was just having a bad time of it. <coughs> and they decided while he was away that they had caught this old bear in a trap and they tied it to a tree and had the president come out to quote unquote hunt this bear. And when the president showed up, when they said they had spotted a bear, he showed up and saw this bear tied to a tree, he ordered them to release it because he thought it was very unethical. Yeah. And a reporter was there at the time and came back to, I believe, New York City um, and wrote a big report about him releasing this bear. And because of that report, some small-time person started creating these stuffed animal bears and calling them Teddy's bear. Yeah. And it just absolutely blew up from there. Yeah. And that's why every single bear you ever have now you call a teddy bear. He that's hated amazing. being called yeah. Teddy as well. Yeah. He was a name from his sick sickly childhood. <laughs> yeah. And it pissed him off to no end that people called him that in his adulthood. Very interesting guy, and I mean, you can, there's obviously, it's easy to find stuff that is factual and up-to-date on him because of how long ago he lived, and they really haven't tried to go back that far to, no. to rewrite a lot he of stuff the, yet. Uh, he uh, was the first president to ever win a Nobel Peace Prize, yeah. and mm -hmm. won it for uh, convincing Japan and Russia uh, yeah. to form a peace, uh, to join a peace conference in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yep. Now, he fought... Indian companies were making, and an Indian trading company were still making bad deals with, uh, I think, the Creek and some other Indians mm -hmm. at the time. And uh, he actually came in and stopped that. He was like, no, these are yeah. these are not viable deals. So yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, and we owe our National Park Service to him. Oh, he is the father of our National Park Service. It did not exist before him. Yep. Him and a. In another senator, all public lands. I can't think what the senator's name is, mm -hmm. but this man had spent his entire career fighting for the national park system, and then he partnered up with Teddy and got it done. Yeah, during Teddy's second presidency, yeah. correct? I think so. I believe so. <coughs> yeah, the man that shot him was John Fleming Schrenk, and he believed that the ghost of assassinated President William McKinley was telling him. To assassinate Teddy Roosevelt, so he was out of his mind. Sure. Yes, yeah. that is very strange. Wow. They didn't bring the right uh, caliber gun to kill a moose. Yeah. So actually, it, it made it through. He had a book in his chest. Uh, yeah, yeah. Progressive cause is greater than any individual, which is yeah. very interesting. This is a Republican 
president at the time, and that book slowed the bullet around down enough to where it lodged in his chest and didn't kill him. Yeah, it didn't actually penetrate the into the uh, cavity of the chest. He checked something. Yeah. He did some sort of check to to test whether or not his lung had collapsed. And when he realized it hadn't, he went back up and finished his speech. Madman. Yeah. His glasses case has a bullet hole in it too. That's on display. <laughs> so is the book. I would love to see this in person. That might be a bucket list goal. Yeah. Right there. Where, what what museum is it on? Uh, yeah. I'm looking right now. Um, display at Theodore Roosevelt Birthplace in Manhattan, New York City. Oh, okay. So it's more of like his little museum. So, well, what does the Viking have for us today? Who did well, you think did was interesting? Some, I did some research on him as well, so I had a little extra to throw in. Uh, along the same lines as the conservative outdoorsman there uh i've got a little bit on aldo leopold which is probably one that a lot of people haven't heard of but he's actually considered by most people in the country the father of modern of, of wildlife ecology um he was um i can't remember when he was born early 1900s or no i'm sorry late 1800s 1887 um and he was a forest service employee um very outdoor driven, very intelligent man. Um, he did a lot of service um, with trying to save and promote our uh, forestry industry, uh, right. uh, forest industries, uh, when we switched over from the clear cuts and trying to remanage our forests. Um, he was, and I was trying to look this up before the podcast to find out who, uh, who he was hunting for, but there was, and I've heard this several times, um, but he was contracted or whatever to kill one of every species to be taxidermied and put on display at one of the museums and okay. I can't remember mm -hmm. which uh, but he went out and he killed like what he there was a couple times he was heart talking about being heartbroken because he thought he was killing the last of a species yeah. to be able to be preserved on display so we could observe it later yeah uh, but because of all this and seeing because of that particular reason where he was sent out to so many different places, uh, he got to see so much of the country and he actually came up with what, what we still use as modern uh, wildlife ecology. He's the one that created the basis that we live on. Um, he, he has a quote that says, uh, we can only be ethical in relation to something we can see, understand, feel, love, or otherwise have faith in. So he was the reason why we created the Department of Natural Resources. So we right. actually have the biologists and stuff going out and doing hands-on studies. He was the reason why we, why we realized there was a need to actually get out there and see what, how what we're doing impacts what's out there. He's the reason why people have the ability to sue the government because they don't think right. there's enough wolves <laughs> <laughs> or cry because the spotted owl's trees are going away. Um, he's, uh, he is the reason why probably in the neighborhood of a hundred different species in America still exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he started all of that. Uh, he set up his own, him and his family in, I believe, Wisconsin, set up their own observatories <coughs> to just observe the stuff uh, before he got it kicked off into the government. 
he said that they set up their own observatories in Wisconsin to look at the environment there and the numbers of species and the way migrations happened and how this species interacted with that species and how they interacted with how humans were. Um, just every nuance they could come up with and a lot of that was the basis that he used to present to um, to the United States government right and to create uh, I mean there's the Forestry Service which was already there but it's taken on whole new roles uh, the Department of Natural Resources the Bureau of Land Management yeah um, all kinds of different things uh, all model how they um, how they deal with wildlife and wildlife numbers because of Aldo Leopold that's awesome. And that's a guy, like you said, that's someone you never really are going to hear about. Yeah, not very often. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, too, you're talking about, you know, humans at the time are driving these animals to extinction. A lot of people don't understand that. But there's a, there's a theory, and this is backed up by most of the skeletal findings, that uh, humans alone were responsible for the extinction of <coughs> megafauna on yeah. both of the main continents. Because uh, yes and no. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they've actually discovered that a lot of it was climate change. Yeah, uh, but actually, research has shown that we've started affecting the climate as much as three hundred thousand years ago. Right. Like we should have already been back into and maybe most of the way through the next ice age. Uh, but because of farming practices and deforestation from to create farms and yep. whatnot, that uh, we've actually been impacting the climate for up to three hundred thousand years. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, and that goes along with Justin's theory that you know this is not the first time we've been agricultural. No, no, no. No, we've done it before. But uh, that's one of the weird things about us as outliers as far as species goes. Everyone's like, oh, well, it doesn't make any sense. We're like naked. We don't have hair and stuff. I'm like, well, also our eyes are right in the front of our heads and we're persistence hunters. Yeah. We yeah. lock onto something and run after it until it can't run anymore. Yeah. And yeah. they hit it with that's rocks. That's why we have giant yeah. nuts. Well, yeah. And we were, we're ambush hunters too. So yeah. a lot of them, we weren't necessarily chasing something down until I got tired a lot of times, but we were, we had forethought. So mm -hmm. we would learn. It didn't. It doesn't take much to realize that a deer runs through a certain area because they have trails. Right. So if you jump a deer from here, it's going to run back this trail and go to this pinch point. So what you know, they would set up. You don't take much of a spear chucker to hit tw a twenty-yard pass where the right. deer neck down. So they get thirty people walking through, pushing them all to a thirty-yard point, and then they got six or eight people launching spears at them. And most of the people I know that actually do spear hunting will actually elevate. They'll be in a tree, yeah. and you get a lot more power throwing it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or blind can box canyons or yep. you know, something like that. Yep. But they, did, they use the terrain a lot. A lot. More than we think. <laughs> yeah. uh, the pygmies that, that uh, Justin Wren works with in Africa, he said those kids are real small, and they climb trees, and it is insane. Yeah. So that's a good one, man. Uh, what's money, Penny? You said you had some interesting ones for us. Oh, I, uh, I started thinking about, um, people who have like survived things. So I, I went down a little rabbit hole of like soul survivors and, um, I came across, uh, this nurse, uh, her name was Violet Jessup and she was like a stewardess and then a nurse on, um, ocean liners. Mm -hmm. Um, she was on the Titanic and was the, uh, survived that and then she was also on the sister ship britannic when it went down survived yep. 
But before all of that happened, she was on the Olympic, um, and that <laughs> collided with a British warship while she was on it. Um, and yet, people still continue getting on ships with her, which boggles my mind. Um, Who's on this? Now I'm out. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> she was keeping name. that on the DL. I'm sure she like yeah, put right. a different name every time. Um, but it's funny because she only took the job in the first place because her mother did that um, right. after her father uh, passed away when she was younger. And so Violet stayed home and was taking care of her siblings, but her mother got sick. And so it, the story goes that she was so pretty, she had to like dress down and be ugly because nobody wants a pretty nurse on a ship, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, she just... Uh, she kept working on ships like her whole life, like no I mean, big thing. At some point, she, you're like, she, "This uh, can stop me." <laughs> she's actually the subject of one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Nick uh, DeMeo does uh, the Memory Palace, and it's short, ten to fifteen minute looks at moments in history, and he he did an excellent, beautiful tribute to her. Um, definitely check that out. It's good stuff. Nice. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and is that an actual picture of her that you just had there? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she was quite pretty. She was very pretty. Yes. Like, dark hair, dark eyes. I'm glad someone took a picture of her. Uh, Me too. You know, while well, she, she went through. She right. It. You know. One of my favorite books is The World According to Garp, and his, the character, the main character, uh, T.S. Garp, his mother is also a very attractive asexual nurse. So she is constantly underdressed down, and I've actually read that John Irving, the author, based it, that off of this woman. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I would imagine probably back in those days, unfortunately, um, it was probably to try to detract male attention towards her. Yeah. Um, when you've only got one or two nurses for a ship, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to worry about one of them getting raped or something stupid, or just stalked by a creep and never time. Well, I mean, yeah. you got to realize the time, man. I mean, this was <coughs> Titanic was twenties. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you were an old maid if you weren't uh, married. Nineteen twelve. Oh, nineteen twelve. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean, unfortunately, we didn't look on that stuff as with as much of a frown as we should have right. back mm -hmm. then, and there could have been. I mean, it. It's not right, and it's not fair, obviously, but it was probably as much for her safety as anyone else's yeah. to not want someone overly attractive walking around. On a ship. On a ship. Where you can't stuck escape. Stuck out to sea where yeah. you can't escape. There's no police. You know what I mean? Right. Oh. Yeah, it was a whole different world. Yeah. And one of the weird things about her, she was born in Argentina, actually. She only ended up moving to England, and all of this only happened because her father died. Like, it's... Wow. And uh, But at that time, that's all it took. That was one right. breadwinner, and that changes your whole life. Oh, yeah, and so now totally. we're seeing, like, today I, I hear people talking constantly about how they've changed their lives as a result of COVID, whether they had to or whether they chose to, right. you know, as a result of that. And it's, it's really interesting that, like, just one simple thing could change the life of her and her six siblings and yeah. her mother mm -hmm. and it's kind of crazy yep but i mean there are still people you know there are always tales i was talking about the movie unbreakable earlier where like you know people like, survive these extraordinary things that should not be survivable right um and 
there was a woman in 1972. She was a, uh, she survived a plane crash. She fell 33,000 feet trapped in the back section of the plane alone. She was the only person who survived. Um, and she only got like the plane crashed in the mountains of Yugoslavia. She got rescued by a hunter who heard her screaming. I mean, obviously he had noticed, but the fact that anyone was there at all, like, Sure, okay, she might have survived the crash, but then, like, you would die of exposure or something like that. No, and she had very serious injuries. Um, She was in a coma for 10 days, uh, fractured skull, two crushed vertebrae, broken pelvis, several ribs, and both of her legs were broken. Wow. Um, She was temporarily... she was the lucky one. Yeah, she was the lucky one. Yeah. Yeah. She, um... She was a stewardess on the plane, um, and she uh, she can she did not go back to that career. However, she did fly all the time. She kind of used right. her like local celebrity status eventually to kind of campaign for different flights. political causes. <laughs> right. um, she actually got arrested um, for protesting against President Slobodan Milosevic, oh. uh, <laughs> which I mean, if you're not familiar. Yeah, protest that shit. Um, <laughs> he was, oh my god, I would compare him to like the Emperor Nero in mm-hmm, terms yeah. of like just straight up psychopathy. Is that yeah, a word? Tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just terrible. But um, yeah, she uh, she like came back Hold from on. that yeah. just completely fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I've had some pretty good injuries in my life, and I tell you, what, I've bounced back, but you not bounced back completely fine. Ooh. You feel that shit for the rest of the yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> well, Justin and I both had our probably shouldn't have made it moments, and we've yeah. talked about those and the near death experiences. And I mean, I still have some uh, neck and back issues. My shoulder is doing amazing though, but they had to surgically repair it. Yeah, yeah. tore the labrum all the way off, so that was fun. Yeah, don't recommend that, guys. Yeah, keep yeah. that thing attached if you can. Yeah, Justin, what do you got? Uh, What do you got for us? I went a little different. Um, The one uh, who's had a huge impact on my life, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, sir. Uh, Definitely an outlier in every sense of the word. He it kind of pisses me off the way he got famous. Is it got famous for the article? multi-run article, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which first appeared in uh, 74 in uh, The Rolling Stone, Mm -hmm. uh, (coughs) which is just about him doing drugs in Vegas and lamenting the death of uh, the 60s counterculture movement. Um, The man did so much more than that. He fought for freedom of speech. He was an avid gun rights uh, person, Mm -hmm. but he was also avid gay rights person, yep. avid uh, equal rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a multifaceted human being and one of the first actual famous what we would now consider a libertarian. Yes. Uh, he predicted um, the populist movement we've seen just in the last 10 years uh, since 
uh, Trump um, come into office. He predicted that in 1967. <laughs> he he went and lived for two and a half years with the Hells Angels, which were the most feared biker gang in the world. Yeah. He went and lived with them for two and a half years. He didn't know any Hells Angels. He just went and introduced him fucking self. <laughs> and <laughs> rode with them. Can you imagine the balls on that guy? <laughs> oh, dude. And that's what his life was, was yeah. just complete fearlessness. He actually loved fear. Uh, one of my favorite quotes of his is, you have to put your fear in front of you like something that you might have to shoot in the back one day. That's and uh, I think that's brilliant. And that's how he lived his life. He was fearless. But what that did, what Hell's Angels did, he humanized a group of people ha- that had been demonized by the public. He completely humanized them. He <sighs> made them real. They were no longer these scary criminals in the eyes of the public. They were real people. He talked about these guys' histories and how they lived on the outskirts of society because society didn't want them. But he also mentions in that book, he talks about how these very wealthy liberals on the left, these very wealthy conservatives on the right, are not representing this group of working poor that live on the outskirts. They're done with the rules. And uh, they're not representing them. And the moment someone speaks their language, it doesn't matter if this person's right or wrong, they will vote for that person in droves. And he said, we will see the first huge populist movement in this country. He predicted this in 1967. Uh, He saw it. And I think he kind of saw the world for what it was uh, more than a lot of people were willing to say out loud. Um, he was also part of the uh, 1994 uh, Freedom Rights uh, uh, speeches in front of Congress with Frank Zappa, which yep. is another uh, yeah. person I picked, Frank Zappa. And that was uh, uh, Tipper Gore. Of all the people. <laughs> yeah, Tipper Gore wanted to ban the music. PMRR, the mm-hmm. something moms. Uh, it was some ridiculous, yeah. like, uh, we have to keep our children pure thing. And uh, Thompson thought he believed all drugs should be legalized. Yep. Uh, he believed that uh, freedom should mean actual freedom. <clears throat> we should have free uh, bodily autonomy. Uh, we should build control what we do with our bodies uh, as long as we're not harming another person. And he's just a brilliant mind that kind of gets schlubbed off as this counterculture. I did a bunch of drugs in Vegas. And anyone who's ever read Hell's Angels or The Great Shark Hunt, it really shows the kind of life he lived. And it's funny, I just read, uh, I reread uh, Kingdom of Fear, which was the last book he wrote. And it was, it was published, I think, two years before he uh, committed suicide. Um, but he actually comes out with a bunch of secrets in that book. Okay. Uh, so his, the end of his relationship with the Rolling Stone was 75 during the fall of Saigon. They sent him to cover the fall of Saigon. They canceled his life insurance before they sent him <laughs> without telling him. Oh they literally God. tried to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> literally were trying to just take him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, journalists were leaving Saigon by the uh, thousands, literally, uh, in the month he went and he showed up literally as it was collapsing, uh, no health, no life insurance. And he covered it and refused to publish the work until kingdom of fear. He published the article in kingdom of fear written in 2004. Wow. Uh, yeah. so he, uh, he had morals. He was a very, he, he had a different standard. He fully believed that the law did not create morality just because it was legal didn't right. mean it was moral so he created his own his own rules to live by and uh i feel like we need more people like that we do absolutely um, uh, 
I don't like the way he's been presented, and it, it affected him uh, because mm-hmm. it be, he ca- became two people by the end of his life. The character of Hunter S. Thompson, the guy who did crazy things and walked around with a cattle prod and called everyone fucking greed heads and shocked them. <laughs> uh, but uh, at the end of his life, he did take his own life because he said the fun was dead. Uh, it was over. He had just had hip replacement. He only ever planned to live to 50. He was 67. He was becoming a burden. He said, I'm grumpy all the time. It's time to go out yep. uh, by my own terms. He shot himself. He yeah. had always said that he wanted to be fired from a 400-foot cannon. Sure, he made it and fired from a 400-foot cannon out of a making the projectile the shape of a gonzo fist, which the gonzo fist was his symbol. It's a, a six-fingered fist uh, grasping a peyote button. Um, and uh, he ran on the freak power ticket in 1975 for Sheriff of Woody Creek, Colorado, and almost won. And his whole... <laughs> you, you read his uh, tentative platform. It's amazing. <laughs> he, yes. he believes every citizen should be armed and the police should not be. <laughs> and he believes <laughs> Uh, weed should be distributed to every citizen for free. Right. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, and he almost won. Uh, it was a joke, but it was the freak power ticket. Well, he wanted to be shot from this cannon in a gonzo fist. And Johnny Depp, who was a very close friend yes. of his, that portrayed him in Terry Gilliam's friend in Las Vegas, Vegas. Uh, they became super close. Uh, Johnny Depp lived with him for almost six months. And Johnny Depp made it happen. They couldn't clear the 400-foot mark because it interfered with air traffic. So it was only 280 feet. But he was fired. I actually made it halfway to Colorado before running out of money and turning around. Oh, so, no, yes, man. Yeah, but uh, so many uh, people. Literally, the people that made it onto his farm in Woody Creek proper was only about 300 people. But over 10,000 people showed up uh, mm-hmm. in oh, the town of here. Woody Creek. Um, and he was he was friends with a lot of uh, actors and actresses. Even though he publicly spoke out against Hollywood, uh, it, he was just a enigmatic figure and iconoclast. Oh, it depends on the actors and actresses. Yeah. It absolutely he was does. friends there's with like Johnny Depp there. and John Cusack, who say fuck Hollywood all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like there's this uh, great moment. I actually in two thousand and one, I saw him at the U of L campus in Louisville. Him and Johnny Depp, and he claimed it'd be the last time he would ever come to Kentucky because he was arrested uh, for him, Johnny Depp, John Cusack, and a blow-up doll driving backwards down Bardstown Road at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, And he said, you still see me as the same juvenile delinquent you've always seen me as because he grew up in Louisville. Uh, I'll never be back. And he he was dead four years later. But I was was thankful that I got to go see him. I didn't get to meet him or anything, but... It, it was uh, it was interesting. He was a grumpy old fuck. <laughs> he was he just didn't want to be there. On. He yeah. wanted to be fucked up and not there. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought I remembered that at the time of his suicide, he was embattled in a fight over somebody trying to take his land. Yeah, um, the uh, county uh, that he lived in in Woody Creek, he had been battling them for some time. They kept on trying to fine him, like thousands of dollars for noise complaints. He had a huge firing range on his property, and 
he owned a tank. I mean, <laughs> he, he, he shot a lot of ammunition and stuff, so he was constantly in trouble. Yeah. And uh, he just did not give a fuck. But they were, uh, there was, it was actually an ex-wife that was trying to get oh, okay. some of his land. Okay. Uh, he was, I found out after his death that he wasn't great to women. Um, which, I don't know, seems to be kind of a common theme I've seen throughout history with some of the brilliant more minds. brilliant minds. Well, that's I, I noticed this a while back. Uh, I actually looked through, and uh, there's some of that too, but there's other ones that are absolutely not that way. But yeah. all of them have, at minimum, accusations of some form of sexual deviance, mm-hmm. which just tells me that more than just that one part of their life was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do you, man. Yeah. Yeah. You really helped us it, out it here. It just depends on who it hurts. If yeah. it doesn't hurt anybody, it's not a big deal. Most of the time it does I, not I read hurt an anyone. interesting article, though. Uh, he was never accused of actually being abusive. He's mm-hmm. just a really aggressive, loud guy. Yeah, can, yeah. Well, he actually... Uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. The guy who wrote Ham on Rye. Um, he gets quoted all the time on Facebook. I need to look it up. Uh, Charles Bukowski. Yeah, Bukowski. Bukowski. Uh, who was a known woman beater. He was a severe alcoholic and woman beater. He actually drank with Thompson and Thompson beat the shit out of him for smacking his wife in front of her. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's a kind of... So a, he might have just been more of an asshole to yeah, this woman because he was I, a grumpy guy. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> just a pissed off, angry guy. Right. He honestly believed in the countercultural movement of the 60s and when it didn't happen, and the greed won out. Uh, he saw a spiritual revolution that needed to take place in this country, and it didn't happen. It mm-hmm. died on the vine. And when the greed heads won, he it made him mad. It, broke, <laughs> really it, it, it did. It did. But he was an interesting character. Uh, very interesting, and I fully believe that we need more people like him. Yeah. He was a true free thing. We, we did have one like him, and he, he lived in our time. Uh, he did not get the same positive press that uh, Thompson got. His work was a little more eccentric. Uh, he spent time trolling people on the internet more than writing books. And yeah. the guy that I'm talking about, I'll just preface with this. He actually started his career on the Apollo program in NASA in yeah. 1970. I know who you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> and in 1986, uh, the Alvey brothers actually released the first computer virus. It was called the Brain Computer Virus. Yeah. They claim that they were trying to make a way to lock down floppy disks to protect their copyrights, yeah. which is feasible. But what it did is it slowed the disk drives down and <coughs> ate a bunch of usable space. So McAfee saw this, and the, the man I'm talking about is John McAfee. Yeah, He yeah. is a madman. Yeah. So yes. if you've watched the Showtime documentary on him, I'm sure you're probably like, oh my God, that guy, that documentary is a bunch of hyperbole that is made to sell a documentary, and yeah. probably half of it was his own trolling. Yeah. Leading them to say some of this. Stuff. He was definitely. A he troll. did. He did win lawsuits against some of the people that did that documentary. He, he yeah. sued for it, but uh, yeah, he he's a very interesting guy. He sees this coming, and uh, he decides I'm going to start an antivirus program. Now he was already successful. He was already a computer programmer. He worked for NASA. Yeah. You'll never hear that talked about. Every time you hear him like slandered out in the news. It's just like he's this crazy guy, and yeah. you know he just he he, he was he a crazy problems. guy, but he was brilliant. He was, and what happened is he actually got uh, his later ventures. He got really into yoga, and he got really into like spiritualism and things like this. Yeah. And then he just kind of got disenchanted with it, and he moved out of the country 
And the rumor is that he was making just massive amounts of drugs. Yeah. But he was another person. He was an extremist libertarian. Mm -hmm. He thought the same way. He thought basically cryptocurrency was going to be the future. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. thought that he would go openly to these groups and talk about how their taxing and everything was a joke and the government was a joke. And mm -hmm. It's going to, there's going to be a big change coming. Yeah. So, I mean, he was very open. He also that. said, I did not kill myself if I kill myself. He got a tattooed <laughs> on himself. Yeah. He actually got a tattoo that was like, uh, <coughs> I'm not going to, you know, if, if it happened, they did it basically. Yeah. Uh, he, he saw that coming. Uh, he's the first guy I've seen to get that kind of insane treatment over what they said was tax evasion on the cryptocurrencies. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. he did, he likely did murder a guy for killing his dogs in Belize. Yeah. He moved into Belize, and this was his first like experience with a. Uh, he thought that that would kind of be an escape for him, yeah. uh, because he'd come in, and this is this country that's not as modern, and he could just live his life out and make drugs and be happy and do yeah. what, hang out with young girls and do sexual deviant stuff with them. Yeah. Uh, but his story is, and I followed this closely because this went crazy. He ran from Belize. He got out of there. He came here, yeah. and then he ran for president here. Yeah. For those who didn't know, uh, yeah, this happened. Uh, but he was in Belize, and. Uh, all this stuff was going on. He claims that what happened is they had one ferry service to this spot in Belize where he lived. So he bought it. And yeah. he found out what they were paying the people. And he paid them double and had them run it twice a day. Yeah. And they were it, it changed their lives. Well, yeah. the local groups that actually ran things didn't like that. Yeah. So he they was also friends. Yes. He was also friends with some very, very gangster people there that were real loyal to him. Yeah. Yeah, so that was going on, and then his neighbor did constantly complain about his dogs. Yeah. So the the theory is that someone shot the neighbor. Uh, yeah. He says that the government raided his house, raided that house. That guy got shot in the raid. They shot his dogs. He did flee the country and get away. So there, yeah. there's likely something to it. He was trolling them. He would like VPN out and like put tags on places where he wasn't actually at yeah. <laughs> and send them out. And uh, like, I'm here. With well, the it's picture. also possible too, considering what we know about the man and what he saw coming <clears throat> that like what you said, he made some very powerful enemies in that time. It could have been something that they did to try to string him up with. It's possible. Uh, and it could be why I mean, he was very intelligent, man. And he could see shit coming. And it may yeah. be that, what he said was true, and he just fled before that they could really rope him on it. He got put in prison for quote unquote tax evasion, and then quote unquote killed himself in prison in Spain. For, yeah. yeah, for tax evasion, which he would have gotten out for in what? Yeah, years? yeah, it was it was nonsensical. The the whole thing, the extradition on tax evasion didn't make sense. I often wonder if he didn't have something to do with the WikiLeaks stuff. It yeah. would make a lot of sense. He, I've never heard him say that. But the treatment he got was insane. He yeah. never went back to Belize. They never pushed that being prosecuted. Yeah. They, he came here and ran for president. He yeah. full-on ran. He wanted the libertarian nod. He wanted to run as a libertarian. Yeah. Uh, then later, I believe it was uh, in the 2000s, he actually was going to run again, and he endorsed Vermin Supreme and asked to be vice president. Yeah, uh, Vermin Supreme is another extreme outlier. If you yeah. don't know who he is, you really need to know who he is. Yeah. He's the he is the foundation. We don't talk a lot of politics on this show on purpose, but he, him, and Trump are the foundation for why I say politics is nothing more than polished up professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. and he shame. just knows how to act the character. So over the top. He's yeah. a great guy. If you yeah. actually follow him and he's what he's about. He's Hacksaw Jim Duncan. Yeah. Oh! That's how it all is. That's how it works. And that's that populist movement is not a new thing. That's, yeah. that's just how people work. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I mean, 
other other groups have done that. You know, they're yeah. they're a charismatic leader. They put yeah. out. I just want to let you all know that if you want um, more information on Vermin Supreme, there is a documentary about him from 2014 uh-huh. entitled Who is Vermin Supreme? An Outsider Odyssey. Yeah, and nice. just, I mean, I've seen him on TV. <laughs> I feel like every, every election cycle, somebody yes. says something about him. Yeah. And it's just a fascinating... Yeah. Like, He's fascinating the ultimate... Uh, shill and he is uh, troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the term in wrestling? He's the heel. Heel. He's heel. he's a he's heel, heel beyond reason. Like he's yeah. he's to the point where he's letting you know it's all a farce. Yeah. yeah. He's over the top, and he's a wonderful person. Like I said, you follow him on his actual official Facebook. It has the blue check mark. It's yeah. a big deal. Uh, and he a lot of his stuff is about self help, about depression awareness, about like why people are unhappy in the system we've created. Yeah, and it's he's he's smart. Whenever people get through that veneer of zombie apocalypse preparedness, free ponies for everyone, he's yeah. got smart things to say to them. Yeah, but uh, they did the, the the Libertarian Party itself. The, I don't know what happened to them in the last couple of years, as far as our nominees go. But oh man, it's gone way down. It, it's it's almost looking like it's thing. being nothing orchestrated. hates a Libertarian more than other Libertarians. Than other Libertarians because yeah. they're on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah, so far. And yeah. they all have kind of their own extremist views, and mm-hmm. it there is no set platform for the Libertarian Party. It changes daily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and each candidate brings their own extreme yeah, views. Yeah, their own version. Uh, the last have. one we had wanted to make it open, like get rid of all borders. border controls, yeah. borders, period. Like yeah. just let people free roam yeah. back and forth as yeah. often as yeah. we want, whenever we want. Yeah, that's going to go over real freaking well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's not going Two-thirds of the freaking population. Which is insane because part of... Uh, the original libertarian movement in the 20s, mm-hmm. they were not anti-property ownership. They were no, very right. much about property ownership. That's but part it was of about, freedom is to be able yeah, to own property. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to have open borders, that's anti-property yeah. uh, or ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's so funny because we've got... And then you had... Gary. I loved Gary. Gary Johnson. But he was a wackadoo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fucking know uh, anything about foreign uh, or our foreign policy. No. Nothing. Like, literally would just go silent when they asked him, oh, what do you want to do about this in Syria? And he's like, uh, where's uh, that? Syria, is, he is, literally, that, is that the capital of Georgia? He literally, <laughs> he literally said, I don't know what Aleppo means. I remember that. That yeah. is that so embarrassing. Campaign. Uh, I loved him. His policies were fan-fucking-tastic. He just did not give a shit about any other country. Yeah. It's, like, it's like they picked him out of a room a week before all this stuff started. And he's like, it's me? I get to go? Okay. Yeah, right. I think that's, that's what they sweet. did. I think they thought, listen, hey, things have really changed. And if we put up one of these heel characters, they might fucking win. Well, the thing, we might have yeah. to do something. This dude was a self-made man. New Mexico. He was a, hand, a broke handyman in his 20s and turned it into a... a multi-million dollar um, 
private contractor oh, operation. He was mm-hmm. he was he was a brilliant man and a great a brilliant ecologist. He just wasn't worldly. Yeah. Uh, and given the right counselors around him and time to study, he could have yeah. gotten up on it. And his ideals would probably have won well. They just didn't give him time to prepare. Yeah. That man needed about six months to a year more time to say, "We're going to run you on this platform. You need yeah. to really study up, guy, yeah. and yeah. not just like day before." You need to know what a like. That's like coming to your parents the day before a science fair project. Dude, it's like I got to get this done by tomorrow. Like tomorrow, tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> like, hours from now? What? Yeah. So yeah, that's uh but McAfee and uh, Vermin are probably they're they're my favorite examples of uh, libertarians in yeah. the modern day right now. The Just modern of this heel. so yeah, the modern heel so extreme, <laughs> so far out. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a core of like actual logical thought to them that they can very articulately explain. Yeah. And they're also Vermin hasn't got this treatment yet, but uh, McAfee was very much, uh, he was one of the early canceled, where they started yeah. removing videos of mm-hmm. him and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they tried so hard to deplatform that guy, and it, yeah. it has not worked. No, it hasn't worked it yet. It might have hurt his pocketbook at times, but... I'm sure. Uh, he had such a deep one, did it really yeah. matter? Yeah, yeah they claim he died broke, but I think every rich guy's broke, right? That's yeah. how it actually works. Yeah, yeah you have broke. to be to not pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, right. hey, you have to be broke on paper. They're all in, it's like, all in uh, foreign he, holdings. Elon yeah. Musk doesn't draw a dollar profit off no. of his company every year. He does not have a salary. He doesn't have a salary. That's how because he actually keeps he would get so rich. taxed to death. Yeah. He literally lives off loans. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the banks know he's good for it. His salary every year is stock dividends. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Stocks. Yep. Uh, so he gets, on paper, he's worth more money every year. Yeah. But actual salary that he gets Liquid in money. taxed yeah. is not there. So he has more money that he can borrow money against. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't actually have the money on hand coming in so he doesn't get taxed for it. And that's how all the rich people say so rich. I think he's one of those characters we're going to have to do a, a deep dive on. He just is. An entire uh, oh episode. my God, yeah. He's uh, the outlier I immediately thought of. Yeah. But there's just so much. There's so much that people know about him, but and they it, don't really know that much about him. Yeah. Yeah. And he claims he's not a businessman. He is like, look at my Twitter history and tell me I'm a businessman. No, he's <laughs> he's like, I have fucked up more times than I can count. He is like, I've nearly collapsed every company I've ran. He's like, I'm an engineer. Out on Joe Rogan. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Yes, I did. Oh, like, that's God, here, right? Went- he got blitzkrieged yeah. on Joe yeah. Rogan. I worry. He only took like two hits. It's like, no, he was but. fucking blazed. I really worry too that his brain might work a little like mine and THC is not friendly to it. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, yeah, it's not he really fun when you okay. can't turn this off. And I'm like, I know that feeling, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, he was interested. He's uh, also one that's like, we need to be very cautious of how AI is going to integrate into society. Yes. Uh-huh. He's literally he's telling us, watch out for Terminators. Yeah. He's scared of that too. Oh, yeah, that's what you're saying. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, but on, ironically, he's on the forefront of a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, the breaker as well. Mm-hmm. So he would be the one that would try to do it and put the system in place. The, yeah. the, what, what, what program Neuralink. is Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Neuralink is coming. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but it's there was drive. also, what, what program was it supposed to be put in place in the Terminator movies? Skynet. That, that, that prevented them from hurting, from hurting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The <sighs> Do No Harm, Isaac Asimov. Yeah. 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 Okay. He would be the one to try to guarantee that was in place. He would. Yeah. Uh, almost like the Will Smith movie. What was that? Well, That's it. That's yeah. iRobot. Isaac Asimov. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, he would be the one to try to implement that. Yeah. But there's always going to be outliers. There's going to be glitches in the matrix. There's yeah. going to be glitches in the programming. It's always going to happen. We can't keep the desktop running for a year <laughs> at a time without yeah. some some software here interacting with the software here that causes something in the middle to screw up and uh -huh. it changes everything. <clears throat> that is how it works. Guys, do you have any other ones? I have a laundry list. Oh, but, my God, uh, yeah. I did some research I, on I, I don't want to make a three-hour episode. So. No three-hour episodes today. Yeah. I have. I will close on one more. This is, And I've brought this up repeatedly. This is probably my most controversial outlier. Uh, she is also a heel. She did not mean to create the heel image of herself that she did, but that's Esther Villar. Yeah. Uh, Esther Villar wrote The Manipulated Man. Yeah. Uh, it's a book kind of about how she views the structure of she was a supporter of first and second wave feminism. I believe third wave was coming and she said, this is getting crazy. She said, men are actually abused as well, but they're actually manipulated heavily to be production engines. And right. they're, they're, uh, their self value is trained to be in their sexual attractiveness. And then, that's manipulated by women later in well, life. Well, Chris Rock said only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Men mm -hmm. have to offer something to get yeah. unconditional. Yeah. Well, and I just shared a meme. It was kind of like where you know Will Smith got just destroyed because his wife was talking about having an affair and he was crying on TV. And I'm like, yeah. you love yeah. this guy. This is a fresh prince of Bel Air. Like he's been a righteous person on about every metric. Like oh, he's right. one of the few people in Hollywood who I don't know. He doesn't really have controversy, about, and they yeah. just hated him, and it was yeah. so weird. Whereas, you know, a woman comes on and is like, "My famous husband abused me," and it's everyone, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, look what happened with Johnny Depp. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they said he was the monster. For yeah, he didn't do. Yeah, yeah he was, and he was able to prove the it. victim. She finally has lost. I can't remember what show she was doing yes. or movie, but one she of the lost one of the Marvels. Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. she lost her contract mm -hmm. uh, finally. But, it but took Johnny two Depp years. lost contract too. Yeah, he and literally he got, got fired from Pirates of the Caribbean. Pir Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, uh, it was. they had three more movies lined up, and he was supposed to be the star in all three. Right, and uh, he lost that work. <sighs> and, and yeah. Um, we're told as men that we can share our emotions, but then we're demonized when we do. Mm -hmm. um, we're considered uh, unattractive when we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's a problem, and I think it shows in a lot of different ways. Well, that's the whole thing when I was talking to you guys about the bro code 2.0. Like, this has to change. We can't yeah. just constantly be giving each other shit. It, it's like Jordan Peterson together. said. He, he said that... Uh, um, what, where is this that men have all the control? He's like, you're talking about us, 2% of the population, a very hyper-successful group of men, but men also spend the most time in prison, they have the most amount of suicides, mm -hmm. they uh, they uh, tend to have the most violent crimes happen to them. Yeah, like, they work more hours. They work more hours. Um, he said, where is it unequal? Uh, and uh, that's kind of eye-opening when you think about it. The, the mm -hmm. problem comes in the society that we have today is that we push movements in the wrong direction. Um, we have a society that is pushing men to be more effeminate, yeah. but not more emotional. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we can be more effeminate and less manly, and that's fine. Still but as soon as we show emotion, 
we're still made fun of, and yeah. that's wrong. Or we're we, we, hostile. A man needs yeah. to be a man, but still willing and able to have weak moments. Yeah, there shouldn't yeah. be a reason for that to be vulnerability. wrong. We're yeah. we're completely fine with a man being as effeminate, as far off to the left as now they can play against girls' sports and win every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that has happened. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't be a masculine man that has a weak moment. Yeah, and yeah. breaks down. Yeah, it can't show and, and that's that's the wrong part. All of that is wrong. Um, there shouldn't be a reason why we can't be a man and still have weak moments. Show vulnerability. Yes. Um, one of my issues with men wanting to be women, I'm not anti-trans, uh, uh, but I need you to fill out a questionnaire to prove that you're a woman because you can't just get that shit for free. <laughs> like, can you turn where do you want to eat into a 30-minute argument? <laughs> <laughs> like you're not a woman. <laughs> Come on, dude. Whatever, dude. Oh, you just failed. No, you're losing your stamp. Yeah. Do you remember what you were mad about me 13 years ago on April 1st? Yeah. You're not a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way too chill for this. But guy. honestly, if we're going to do trans, and I'm not against trans, if you whatever you want to do that makes you happy that doesn't affect me and my family and the you know the rest of the world, do what you want to do as yeah. long as it affects you. The problem with trans men being in women's sports is it's unfair. If you yeah. want to have something and where that's is, fair, there needs to be a trans league. Yeah, and you can and if this you're a woman is originally or a man, why they tried exactly. to cancel Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's all he said was this is. He unfair. was upset over Fallon Fox, who actually got the living shit beat out of her by a couple of professional fighter women. Yeah, and was her record wasn't even that great. Yeah, uh, there's another lady coming up there. This person was in their 30s and transitioned and wow. it, it's just a, it, you can see the advantages everywhere yeah. don't get me wrong some of these women I hear that are competing professionally have done enough steroids that their skeletons oh, yeah, are probably yeah. masculinized yeah. and all of that too they've got more testosterone than I do but yeah. it, it's absolutely an advantage I don't I don't understand why people try to act like it's not now you're kind of seeing we gave this experiment a good shot we yeah. let we said well you know what certain states we're gonna go ahead and let these people enter like let's not discriminate but then like you said the powerlifting records and stuff were just and yeah. running yeah lots yeah. of stuff is getting I mean, just I mean you can't slid. change bone density to that degree muscle I mean, density and, yeah, even as an adult uh, you can't get taller muscle. yeah even yeah. if you're ta- like let's say you're in your 20s or late 20s uh, even growth hormone which will change your physique it will change your body cannot make you taller because those a lot of those Growth plates are fused. Yeah, yeah. So your bones that, are hard. it's the early years that really make a difference. Yeah, so. yeah. Unless now, you changed in utero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. another extremely odd thing, though. And then you yeah. wouldn't be giving a, a decision. Sorry, I cannot remember her name, but there was a female UFC fighter who was actually suspended because Usada ran her numbers and said her testosterone levels were too high. Yeah. So she said, "I'm not on anything. It's not synthetic. What is too yeah. high?" Yeah. And they said, well, we don't really have a standard for women, but this sure seems high. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, what? Obviously, the suspension was dropped. She was a yeah. genetic abnormality. Abnormality. Like and and okay, out. that's absolutely fine. There's a reason why there are yep. freaks in sports that will always be the greatest the of best. all time in that sport. And they are all genetic abnormalities. See? Jason Phelps. Yeah. Uh, or Michael Phelps, rather. Yep. Um, what's the guy with the free diving? Um, I can't remember his name now. Greg Medanis. Uh, and he's got. They found out they did tests on him and found out that his body has something special about it and retains the oxygen like longer. five times yeah. longer than normal. Yeah. No normal he's person an outlier. is ever going point, to be able yeah. to co- to compete with that. I'm all for mutant league. 
Like, I don't care how many steroids you do. I want to see how high oh, humans no actually Like the Olympics were headed for yeah. back in the 14s. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see how fast we can actually run. Yes, like, I want to break You hate your life after football anyway. I don't care that you're dead at 40. Right. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I want to have the, the NFL yeah. because that's the way we always thought. But we're getting, like, wussy-fied and wussy-fied more and more. You can't touch this person, can't do this, can't do that. Okay, okay, go that direction with that. Then I want to create a, a, an FL league that is people that are doing massive amounts of human growth hormone yeah, just, and cocaine. <laughs> met, yeah. Met, met, yeah. Methamphetamine, yeah. steroids. I want to see a guy that can run 45 miles an hour get hit by a 330-pound man that can lift a Buick. Yeah. <laughs> a Buick. And I want body parts in the stands yeah. kept as souvenirs. This is yeah. the scariest thing. If you did that, these guys would probably recover quicker than the guys in the actual NFL. They'd be like, yeah. I'm good next week, man. Yeah. For doing it. Oh my god. Have you guys heard of the uh, the average man Olympics? Oh, yeah. this sounds fascinating. Oh, I think it, oh it's okay. Oh, I saw something wonderful. about this online the other day. Um, is it like fat business guys running in suits? Uh yeah, they have one of the events I saw the Elite bit. Average Games. Uh I believe this is an Australian thing, so like Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so one of the events I saw was a, uh, a, a sock slide. So like, you know, I, yeah, a yeah, sock slide. Like, so like they had a, a, a long, like, looks like maybe a 25 meter track or something, yeah. so uh, covered in a very smooth dance so floor like type surface. So it's like a shuffle yeah. race? Yes. Yeah. And so the competitors have a series of, you know, attempts yeah. Yeah. and they can, it appeared, uh, that they can slide on their feet. Uh, you could also do like the rock star slide where you like go down on your knees yeah. and like use that momentum right. yeah. that way. Um, That's fantastic. <laughs> Let, oh. Let's see who won this because I want to know like if he's the exact opposite of the <coughs> sports league we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All worth watching though. All yeah. worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said for the Olympics, they need to have a regular guy there competing. Just, just to set so, a baseline. Just to set a baseline. Pick him out of the I audience. I don't know what swimming fast looks like. No. I don't know what. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know a fast runner, but com- I need some comparison. It's like right. so many terrible and things. And he gets a, a chocolate medal in everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> The nachos. <laughs> uh, there is a such thing as beer relays where there you are. Yes. Yeah, those are fantastic. Have you seen them on horses? No, those are fantastic. Like the Icelandic horses have a uh, a uh, they're a gated horse and their gate is called a tolt. And it's actually they only ever have one foot on the ground at a time, but they've always yes. got one foot they on bounce. the ground. Yep. Yeah. And they will they'll run through. They do. I've seen uh, demonstrations where they'll run around an arena with like a, a beer that's like five eighths full. Yeah. And they'll run around and they don't spill a drop of the beer at going at full tolt around this arena. But they have they have uh, races where they do that and they hand the beers off. And they got to get to the end. And the winner has to win with still a certain amount of beer left. In nice. It's fantastic. Wow. <coughs> These are good times, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think we need to wrap this one up. Money yeah. Penny, did you have any more corrections? Uh, these guys are very average, by the way. Yeah, very, very <laughs> average. This is the most average I've ever seen a human yeah. being. Yeah, so uh, there's an Australian company called Sportsbet. Um, the name is self-explanatory. Uh, but they uh, they have ads for the elite average games. And uh, awesome. 
Yeah. Like it's, these are guys. If you were picked within the first three picks on the fucking on the playground, you were not allowed in these. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no, not that guy. He, he hit puberty at four. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. No, I didn't have any uh, corrections. We'll save the uh, we'll save the debate on feminism versus anti-feminism for next episode. We do have <laughs> we do have one. Uh, Money Penny did find the lady that was suspended from the UFC. It was Courtney Casey. Yeah. Yeah. She does not. I mean, when you look at her, there's nothing abnormal looking about Courtney Casey. She looks like an in shape woman. Yeah. That's right. it. Yeah. But she probably had to do so without taking any kind of steroids, which, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I can't say because I'm not trying to defame anybody, but I've seen a lot of the female UFC fighters, and I'm going to guess most of them are taking We're some, on some sort stuff. Of yeah. They, they have actually a new weight division popped up when they really put USADA in and started testing. Yeah. Uh, there was some controversy with Chris Cyborg. She's always going to be typecast as a steroid user. She, yeah. She's from Brazil. She has the look. I mean, she's yeah. very, very strong for a woman, frighteningly right. so. But she did get in trouble after her last fight in the UFC because they put her on a uh, mild steroid that was supposed to help her kidneys. Yeah. And she still tested for it. They, they right. ended up dropping the suspension. But also, she should have the prescription. She did. Like but failing for a drug pop. Even when you've got a prescription for Oxycontin. Right, but Oxycontin. with the USADA testing pool and the way they were working that, it was very strange. You could still get a year suspension even though it was prescribed. Yeah. Uh, her doctor had to fight against that. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it she, it kind of ruined her relationship with the UFC. And then her next fight, I think she was always cutting too much weight, and that's when she lost yeah. to Amanda Nunes, who just got destroyed by someone that was like a 1,200 underdog <laughs> knocked out by her it is joe rogan was talking about that today and uh he said daniel cormier sent him a text it's like joe listen to this we're not even talking we're just making noises <laughs> which was happening i watched it it's insane they're just like no no way oh my god <laughs> it's hilarious they turn into kids man <laughs> so, uh, D- daniel cormier also he's one of the biggest outliers i didn't think of in sports uh, we called him the Dark Emperor because he was like the new Fedor. Yeah. He came in and uh, he was the alternate in the Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix yeah. and knocked out Bigfoot Silva. And they called him Pillow Fist leading up to that and said he had no punching power. Like, yeah. well, fooled you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he then went on to run. Uh, he was a two division champ in the UFC. Yeah. So that was cool as shit. And John Jones always tainted his legacy because Jones would beat him and then fail for steroids or yeah. go get do cocaine and I don't know shoot guns at his wife or something weird. Yeah. John's a wild dude. Yeah. I don't think he's a terrible guy, but he's just fucked up, man. Yeah, he's a fucked up dude. And DC called that on him a long time ago. He said he's not what everybody thinks and had a hot mic moment where Jones was just talking down to him. And I was like, dude, this dude's messed up. Yeah. So I wish the guy the best though. So everybody, thank you again for tuning in. I, I hope you like this deep dive into uh, some just odd people. Yeah. You know, yeah. people that think different and, you know, act different. And I really think that uh, we always talk about the pendulum swing. I think you have to have that counter pull yeah. for anything to move forward, even Frank if the person's Zappa not quote, right. There is no progress without deviation from the norm. That's a fact. And that's kind of what we're, we're talking about here, you know? Yes, yeah. sir. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. For everybody, thank you again for tuning in. You know, yeah. let us know. Get on the Facebook group. Tell us what you want. Everyone have a great day and keep, keep on, on dumpster, dumpster diving. Man. Praise God. <laughs>